This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 152 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated towards the world of UFC. If you've uh, only just stumbled across us, you can subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com. We're all over social media as well, at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Regarding the Facebook uh, um, uh, social media, it's relatively new. We had a misdemeanor about two weeks ago. So if you previously liked our page um, and it's not showing up in your feed, it's because we've got a new page there. It's still at Fight Disciples. You just need to go back in and re-like that page. All right. Uh, And regarding our Twitter, I apologize if you've sent us a message over the last 24 to 48 hours. Our phones have melted uh, because of the amount of interaction that is currently going through our Twitter, mainly because of a certain global superstar that retweeted something from our account and therefore that obviously sends stuff into uh, the stratosphere and it's very hard to then keep a trace of all the messages. Can you imagine being like a proper big-time celebrity on social media with a shitload of following? Big time. Like Like as big as it gets. Well, it doesn't get bigger than this dude. We'll get to that in a minute. But can you imagine being of this person's stature? Yeah. You must have... Twitter must give you like a special account to like yeah. for someone to deal with all your correspondence. Because how Insane. can you correspond? You can't correspond, can no, you? Definitely not. It must just go off the chain with amount of people messaging you and posting you and mm. stuff. And we never post them in anything. It's no. not like we tagged this person into one of our posts in the hope that he might see it, retweet it, comment on it, whatever. We just stuck it out there and he's just you know, he's obviously a fight disciple. He's, he's obviously, obviously a fight disciple. Well, let's be honest, he's one of the original fight disciples, isn't he? Well, when, um, when, before we, before we reveal who it was, I was sitting last night and I'm waiting for Jane to go to bed before I can catch up on some more fight sports, which basically means we were watching, uh, you know, Blue Planet. Yeah. And um, I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Just had a bit of a retweet here of a certain leg end. And she went, all oh, right, okay. And I went, think big, think big. So she went, uh, ooh, Conor McGregor, bigger. So she says, Floyd Mayweather, bigger. I said, you're in the wrong world. So she went, oh my, do you mean, and I said, this is Hollywood, baby. This is as big as it gets. Serious Hollywood. Serious Hollywood. So she went, Tom Hardy. Oh. I went, bigger. Bigger. <laughs> bigger. Yeah, man. To get a mess, to get a, a, a not, not even a repost, but a repost and a comment yeah. of this guy. You know what I mean? We've got to can we can we play something? We've got to bring him in. I mean, we can't just we can't just drop his name now. We built it up so much. Well this might work. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Can you imagine our little faces last <laughs> night messing about on our social media when the rock Dwayne Johnson quote tweets the fight disciples? Your phone melts. Does. How much he got? He's got about twelve million. Twelve million. 12 million people on there. Yeah, We're man. getting messages from all over the world now going, hey guys, like your stuff. But cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, lads. Yeah, nice one. Yes, kind of mad, wasn't it? One of the first people to notice as well was Robbie Davis, the boxer. Yeah. He was like, all right, The Rock's one of the fight disciples then, loving it. Sends us a message. All right, yeah. lads, the, the boys are on. I also like as well that uh, he's obviously commenting on Bispin. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. we put a post out about Bispin. 
um, being uh, a humble dude and what have you. And uh, The Rock's jumps on the back of that. And obviously, we're going to talk about Bisping in a minute with what's happening in UFC Shanghai. Uh, but he jumps on the back of that and he's posted it around. But then Bisping starts having a conversation with uh, The Rock. We start pinging a few messages in there as well. Everybody's liking everybody's comments. It's like going, we're in the team, we're in the team. <laughs> Off wins. <laughs> that legend, man. The rock though, man. Oh. You know what I mean? I wonder if this, like, like he invites us round and stuff like now. We just hang out with the big boy. Well, that was the funny thing, because I messaged you, didn't I? I was like, come on, we need to come up with something really good to respond to him. <laughs> we, can't just, we can't just like it. We've got to come back with something really cool. But then we failed. Can you smell it? There he is. That was about it. The yeah. legend that is The Rock. Um, if you're listening, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne. Respect, man. We respect you, what you do. What do you mean if he's listening? You know I'm mean? tagging him in every fucking post from now on in. <laughs> he's, our, he's our new PR guy. Yeah, he loves Dwayne it. The Rock Johnson. Send him a tea. Mm. Uh, he was obviously commem- uh, commending uh, the attitude of Michael Bisping. What a dude, man. I mean, if you can't, just when you thought you can't love the count anymore, yep. he goes and does this over the last 24 hours. So if, if you've, I don't know, if you're living under a rock and you're not too clued up on what's been going on. Basically, last week, Michael Bisping fights George St. Pierre. Yep. He loses his middleweight crown. He gets choked out, right? End of. Yep. One week later. Yep. Anderson Silva gets popped for drugs. Yep. And therefore, he's off the UFC Shanghai card. We'll get to Anderson Silva a little bit later on in the show. But he's off the card. So, therefore, Kelvin Gastelum's waiting for a fight. There's no main event. And he was devastated, Gastelum, as well. His social media, after Anderson got popped and the news broke, he had no opponents. He was actually devastated. Mm. And then this happened, and mm. he's absolutely over the moon now. Well, he's absolutely buzzing. Now, bear in mind, there's only two weeks. There's two weeks to this fight from now. Mm-hmm. So... He's Bisping's just had a fight. Bisping's just had a fight, lost in dramatic fashion. Yep. Then, within obviously a month, twenty-one we, days, fucking three hell, weeks. Man. It's mind blowing. So if we're gonna do theme tunes, we're gonna have to do theme tunes, aren't we? Because in less than two weeks, you're gonna hear this blasting out in, in Shanghai. China. In Shanghai, first ever main card event in China as well. The Chinese are gonna be bouncing off the walls, aren't they? The count. He's back. Count me in, baby. Count me in. Mad, isn't it? What an attitude that guy's got, man. Yeah. Listen, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm all in. I'm like you. I'm all in. This is awesome. This is this is why Bisping is one of the best, pop, most popular fighters on the planet. This is why he's, you know, this is why the Rock and shit like that are commenting on it. Going, man, respect to you. Respect to you. You lose the middleweight title to George St. Pierre. You get choked the fuck out. And inside, you're like, put me in, son. Put me back in, coach. I'm going to go back in. Put me back on that horse. That's why we ro- love Michael Bisping. That's why the world respects him. But then I kind of remove myself as well and think, wait a minute. What kind of a sport allows a guy who got choked unconscious, put to sleep unconscious, to get back inside and compete again with inside three weeks? It's not, it's not good, is it? It's not a great advertisement for where mixed martial art is into it would never happen in boxing you don't get knocked out in boxing and go straight into a fight inside a month you get a, a mandatory month ban which generally means more like a three month ban because you can't even spar in that month mm. to go straight back in is kind of weird so that's just like my brain is saying I've just got to say something I need to raise a red flag and go okay it's not good not good that this is allowed to happen but then let's go back to my heart this is fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean I'll tell you what's happening right 
like you say, he wants to right that wrong. And yep. that's part of the rhetoric that we were reading last night between him and The Rock on our social media It's a boxing feed. match, this. This is a boxing match. Of course it is. Listen, it's a good fight. Yep. It's a, and it's fantastic for the fans in China. They've got an equal legend. Silver's fallen out. They're all gutted. Bisping's coming in. They're equally as buzzed up, right? Yep. But this is why Bisping's doing it, in my opinion. He's calling this a day next year, mate. He's yep. calling this a day. He is doing this fight to right the wrong of the GSP thing. He wants to finish the year on a high and therefore prepare himself. Manchester. For at oh, some... Sorry, London. The big London well, card. We've got the big London card. They're already talking about, we're going to get onto Darren Till and maybe Cowboy, or, or sorry, Wonderboy at some point as well. There's going to be another card in the UK, that's what yeah. we're being led to believe by Dana White. Nothing's confirmed of that as of yet in the first half of next year. Yeah. I think he wants to finish 2017 on a high, get himself a decent result against Kelvin Gastelum, have his Christmas, have a bit of a chill, go and film some movies, chill out, whatever. And then once that date is confirmed, whether it is a Manchester thing, whether it's a Liverpool thing, or even if it is going to be March on St. Patrick's Night in London, I think that's when we're going to see Bisping call it a day. See the big sign off, yeah. Yeah, I, I I get why he's doing it. Listen, Bisping's a fighter, man, and I think he's. I think you're right. I think he sees the 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 you know the the final the final curtain. We're gonna miss that motherfucker when he's yeah, gone. Yeah, what a gangster! Like, what a gangster! Like, it's unreal. Who else does that? Nobody else does that. There's there's only Connor. Yeah, yeah, and Connor. You wouldn't catch Connor doing that now. Fucking no chance. You can't even get Connor to octagon anymore because all he talks about is money. So, yeah, man, I, I think with Bisping, he's rang Dana and gone. Okay, I'll replace him. Not like uh, how much money's on the table. No. What's going on? What what will this mean in the future? If I beat Gaston, where, where will that put me in? That, that conversation didn't happen. The conversation was, Dana, it's Mike. Yeah. Silver. Yeah. Drug cheat. Yeah. Shanghai. Me. Gaston. Yeah. Sound. Bye. That's the fucking conversation. That's what went down. You can tell because that's what Mike's all about. He's a fucking gangster. Class, man. He's an absolute gangster. I just pray for the, sp- I, you know, the worrying thing for me is if Gaslam knocks Starches him out. Him, yeah. Because then people will go, and that's why legit. the fuck is the guy who got choked out 21 yeah. days ago now being knocked out inside the octagon? That's my biggest concern. But it's a fight, man. It's a good <laughs> fight, isn't it? <laughs> well, we've got less than now, as you're consuming this uh, podcast, less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Less than two weeks before we all uh, turn our attention towards Shanghai. And Bispin is back in the ring, counting himself in. On the flip side of that, Anderson Silva, you fucking mug. What are you doing? He's done this before. Yeah. What a way to taint your legacy. What yeah. a way to absolutely taint your legacy. I mean, there's so much to be knocking about on social media. Oh, he's Brazilian. He's 40. He's still fighting. Why are you all acting surprised? I'm acting surprised because I put my faith and trust in this geezer, right? Yeah. Now, we've had a mad 24 hours. Friday night was fucked up in the world of mixed martial arts, and I was gutted. And the reason why I was gutted is because the week previous at 217, we sat here on this show and we were going... Oh, mixed martial arts, the UFC has been saved. We've had not the greatest of years. Pay-per-views have been down. Some of the matchups haven't let necessarily lived up. John Jones let us down when he burst back onto the scene and then yep. got popped for drugs. GSP came back and yet he beat our mate. But he beat our mate in a way where we thought to ourselves, don't get popped for drugs, don't get popped for drugs. That's what we were doing after of the fight because yeah, of the year yeah. that we've had. Don't get popped, GSP. We just want you to be legit. Legit he is. And now we've got this beacon of light on top of everything that we've experienced uh, throughout the course of this year. We had a wonderful undercard with the likes of uh, Cody and TJ and Johanna getting knocked out. We were going crazy last week. Mixed martial arts is back on the map. Pay-per-views have gone through the roof for that particular event. Sensational. We're on an upward trajectory now, going in towards Christmas. Let's finish the year on a high. Then, 
before I get to Connor in a minute, mm-hmm. Anderson Silva gets popped for yeah. bumming drugs, mate. And you think to yourself, you're a legend of the game. I put so much faith and trust in you down the years. Yeah, all right, you've been here before, but yep. don't do it again, Anderson. What are you doing, man? In a time when, obviously, GSP coming back has once again made everyone go, is he the GOAT? Is he the GOAT? Is he the GOAT? You know, because MMA fans, even more than boxing fans, are fucking obsessed with the greatest of all time. Shout, aren't they? Every other That's week, because oh, he's the goat. Fa- Yeah, but he's boxing fans know that it's Muhammad Ali well, in yeah. their world. Yeah, true. UFC fans are like going, well, who is the GOAT? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and because it's a, a sport that, you know, as of last weekend, it's cele- UFC celebrated its 24th year. Mm. It's 24 years old. And if you bear in mind that the first six years or whatever were like a fucking, some bat sticks <laughs> boozer in Colorado or whatever it Weather was. spoons. They're yeah, all exactly. That, that's what it was like because they couldn't get it licensed anywhere else. So, you know, it's less than double decades. This thing's been really mainstream, way, way less. Um, so that's obviously where the GOAT conversation always comes from. And uh, for me now, Anderson Silva's, that's it. You get bust once, okay, there's a question mark over your status. You get busted a second time, that's it, you're gone. Mm. You, you, your status is now forever, hashtag drug cheat. Um, so that's why GSP for me now has sprung you know because GSP's never been done for drugs so there you go and John Jones as much as it fucking pains me to say and you know we're now here and I'm here and rumours out of the US now saying that John Jones may be cleared for his latest drug ban because they find that um, creatine which most athletes take and has been proven to be out of all the sports supplements out there I think creatine is probably the most tested but also the proven to be the most beneficial for building muscle and for adding mass and, and for doing it illegally as well but apparently there's a lot of creatine that comes out of China that has got strains of other stuff in and this is kind of the rhetoric which is slowly being drip fed out to love the a media. Loophole. Do you love a loophole? Yeah exactly. I love a loophole. Yeah. It's like oh yeah well Yes, he was on something, but he didn't know because it was a tarnished supplement. And you know what? All this over here is... Listen, at the end of the day, man, you know... It, You're on the gear. It is Fuck what it off. is. Exactly, Not interested. Yeah. You, you've been done, you've been done. So in terms of Anderson Silva, man, it's just like, fuck off now. That's it. Fuck off. The, the, the other thing, Bellator have just announced this heavyweight tournament with Fedor in and Rampage in and Chael in, and you're like... Just call it what it is, man. It's not a heavyweight tournament. It's a fucking old man's legends tour. Yep. That's what it is. Mm. At least in golf, they have the decency to go, you know what? This is not the PGA anymore. This is the fucking old boys tour. Do you know what I mean? At least they're honest about it. People still go to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is what it is. They announce it and go, this is the old boys tour. You know that. Come and see if Tony Jacklin can still hit a 9-9. They're not, they're not pulling the wood over your eyes by going... Oh, yeah, all these old guys who aren't actual heavyweights, but they can't make weight anymore because they're just fat old men and they just want to make money. We're going to put them in a heavyweight tournament? Come on, don't be talking shit. Speaking of Bellator, shall we? Oh, man, what the fuck is he doing? Mate, what the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is he on? Let's be honest, what is he on? I have no idea. He's got to be smoking some kind of crazy shit to be acting the way he is. What is he doing? Fame and fortune turning Conor McGregor into fucking Mike Tyson, mate. Let's give a little bit of a background to this but for people that don't know, right? So at the weekend, Conor is at Bellator 187 supporting his mate. Now, we're cool with that. That's cool. Go and support your mates. We love that. Yeah. We've seen plenty of fighters stabling up with their boys just to support them in their fights. But nobody fucking jumps the cage, rushes the cage at the end of the fight. His ego's getting carried he's getting carried away with his own ego. It's insane. Last week in Gdansk, he was there to support Artem Lobov and he got told off by Mark Goddard, the referee, for shouting instructions when he wasn't part of the corner team. And Connor went, okay, fair enough. Yeah, 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 I understand. And we thought, all right, fair enough, Connor. 
you've overstepped the mark. You've had your telling off. Sit down. Perfect. He rocks up um, at the weekend. Absolutely bouncing off the walls, the fella, right? His mate wins. Yeah, Charlie it's, Ward. It's his form of bodyguard in it. I'm sure he used to look after Charlie Connor in Ward, a way. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're certainly training partners at SBG. Uh, and Charlie Ward wins by knockout at the end of the first round. Now, yeah. bear in mind, right? I just want to give you some of the legal legals on this. When a fighter is knocked out unconscious, the referee's first, obviously, port of call is to make sure that that fighter is safe. You know, this is what this is. We've been here before. We've just been talking about the first six years of the UFC. It was like fighting in weather spoons where it isn't safe. It was unregulated. There were geezers on juice and all sorts of stuff. It's not like that no more. The game has changed. Okay, this is a Bellator performance, but the game has changed. But the, 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 the rules and regulations and health and safety in place to keep people safe in this sport. So therefore it can flourish and continue for people like me and you to enjoy. Now, Mark Goddard, for me, is one of the best. One yeah. of the best. Definitely. This is a man that... Categorically. He lives his life by the mixed martial arts way of living his life. He's a fantastic mixed martial artist himself, uh, but a fantastic referee. And his first th- thought process is, there's a kid been knocked out, I'm here to protect the kid. Now, okay, there's um, adrenaline, there's the the thrill of winning the fight for the geezer that's just won the fight. He's going crazy. But what we don't expect is members of the crowd, because that's what Connor was at the weekend. Yeah. He was a member of the crowd. I don't give a fuck who he is. Yes, he's Conor McGregor. Yes, he's the baddest man on the planet. Yes, he's the biggest superstar in this field on the planet. But he's a member of the crowd, just like me and you enjoying the the, the showcase at the weekend. He does not have the right, despite who he is, he does not have the right to jump the cage, jump in there during that, because the cage should have been on lockdown. It was locked down to make sure that that fighter was safe. Yeah, yeah. He's jumping in there, causing all sorts of aggravation. Yeah. Now, Mark Goddard might have, I don't know, I've not spoken to Mark or heard Mark's thoughts on this, but he might not have known who that dude were. No. He's turned around and he said, oh, and then, yeah, okay. He's. I think he's well within his rights to put his hands on Connor and say, get the fuck out the octagon. What are you doing? Yeah, Got a yeah. kid over here knocked out, your bell end. Get out the octagon. You can come in and celebrate your mate afterwards if you're yeah. part of the corner team. You're not even part of the corner team. See him in the changing rooms afterwards. Of course. Got why no you, business being why is this all about you? Your mates won the fight. Why is yeah. this all about you? Stay out the octagon. Then, obviously, Mark goes over to the fight to see if... Everything, and then Connor just loses his shit getting involved with Mark, pushing this, that, and the other. Then he's out the cage. He's jumping back in the cage. He slaps a fucking commissioner in the bloody face. Yeah. Mate, I'm telling you something. If that was anybody else other than Conor McGregor, that fucker gets arrested and turfed out, mate. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, that's what happens. Yeah, I think if you did that in, in any other environment, if you did that at the UFC and climbed and you'd come out the crowd and climbed in the octagon and pushed the referee and knocked the guy who'd just been knocked out over again, and, listen, you'd be fucking... You'd be in prison. They'd, take, take, they'd put you in a police car, they'd take you away from that venue and they'd lock you up for the night. I'd be lucky if he didn't face charges. It's only the fact that it's Connor, you're right, that he's getting away with this shit, or he isn't getting away with it, we don't know. Now, Mohegan's son... Uh, commission are the ones who Bellator kind of run under. Obviously, like UFC go under uh, Las Vegas when they go international. They still kind of abide by Las Vegas rules. They commission themselves, but it's like they kind of do it in-house. Well, Bellator do that, it's done by Mohegan Sonia. So it's not the Irish MMA Federation. Explain that because we don't have those uh, governing bodies here in the the UK, do we, and in Ireland? exactly, yeah. So we don't have a governing body in the UK or certainly not one that's strong enough at this present time to marshal events, to, to run events 
events. So when the UFC or Bellator come to UK or Ireland, they basically commission themselves, they run themselves, they put it on as a one-off sports event, not governed by local politics, governed by themselves. Now, the UFC answer to... Ultimately, to Las Vegas, they kind of commission themselves, but it's kind of like Las Vegas. Well, the Bellator, they are done by the Mohegan Sun uh, Athletic Commission, uh, which I think is based in California. Mm. So they've it's, it's up to them now to kind of make a decision. If they make a decision, I don't know. I, obviously, it's still kind of falling out now, the, the fallout of what's gone on at the weekend. But what we have heard from is both Charlie Ward and John Redmond have, been, have, have both spoken publicly about how disappointed they were that, one, Charlie Ward saying, well, Connor stole my moments. Like, that, I won by last-minute knockout and he stole my moments. And, mm. and John Redmond, madly enough, John Redmond used to train with Connor as well. So how disrespectful is that? He knows them, they're mates, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. John Redmond, he's come out of it going, well, wait a minute. Um, Not only has Connor, you know, uh, done this and and, and basically put me on a a global light as being the guy who got knocked out in the moment when it happened, but he said, as far as he was concerned, Mark Goddard hadn't stopped the fight. It was the bell that stopped the fight at the end of that round. It was literally the last punch, then the round ended. But before Mark Goddard could wave it off and say, fight's over, Connor was in the ring fucking tussling with people. So... John Redmond's come out and gone, wait a minute, Mark Goddard may not have stopped the fight. I might have got saved by the bell. We don't know. He says that Mark Goddard said to him, you, you were saved by the bell. You would have had a minute there to try and get your head together to start round two. But he said, ultimately, because of what went on, officials at ringside, a cage side, had said to Goddard, you're going to have to just end the fight. It's end. He's won by knockout. So Connor's actions handed Charlie Ward, potentially handed Charlie Ward a knockout win. That may not have stood. Goddard mm-hmm. might have said, no, the bell's gone, Charlie. Back to your corner. You've got a minute because we see him, uh, Bisping get knocked out by Anderson Stilvin in London he's out, he's out. with a flying knee, but got saved by the bell before the before the referee could could action it. Before the referee could stand and go, you're knocked out. The bell had gone, so you went right. Okay, well it's the, it's the end of the round now. So it's up to your corner team. If the corner team can pick you up and you can start the fourth round, crack on. And John Redmond never got that opportunity because mm. Connor just let all shit fly. And listen, Connor's. Activities outside of the ring, outside of his competition now, are starting to catch up on him. You know, everyone's heard the stories about Connor Party and and pushing the boundary and being up to all kinds. And I think that kind of attitude at the weekend, it's all good and well getting excited for when you may fight. But he he, he pushed the boundaries with Artem in Poland, and again it was Mark Goddard that told him off and said, "Calm the fuck down, sit down, stop jumping around the cage like a dickhead." And now. I, you know, it's kind. Of, it's the same referee as well, though. What are the chances? Mm. The same referee in a in a cage overnight. Is this because it's in Ireland? Connor thinks he can do what the fuck he wants. Mm. That he's the prince of Ireland. He can behave exactly how he wants. I would like to see the UFC make comments on it. You know, it's 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 Monday now. It's UFC tough, have said nothing. Well, it's tough because it's a but Bellator. But he's their fighter. He's, yeah. he's contracted and it's a Bellator to them. Pro, pro, uh, promotion. So therefore, Bellator can't ban him. They can ban him from coming to their events. Of yeah. course, they can. But they can't really sanction him keeping him out of the cage. No, UFC can. Would the we UFC not be... could they? Kind of pissed, though, because, listen, this was all over Sky Sports News all well, day mate, Sunday. he's got them God knows how many retweets exactly, and all sorts got, of stuff. They've got more publicity out of this than anything else. Especially when a guy like Connor wants a fucking slice of the promotional pie. It's a massive PR blunder. Huge. If anything, that's massive. A, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's like, massive. what the fuck are you... One, what the fuck are you doing at a Bellator event? Bring, bringing eyeballs to their event? They're our biggest rival. Yes, they're, they're a few levels below the UFC. But if you were to match every... Line up every promotion in the world it goes UFC Bellator 
and then everybody else. You yeah. know, Bellator are definitely the number two promotion. So to bring eyeballs to their to, to their screens and to make because they went viral then that Bellator's event at the weekend went viral. Well, think about and it. It wasn't man. even on live TV. That's what I mean. In Europe, it was on set delay and in America, it was on set delay in so, America as well. So fucking hell, the ultimate promo to watch this event coming up Connors is come Conor up. McGregor losing his shit. Yeah, yeah. And Bellator get to walk away and go, hey, not one of our guys. It's the old, fucking Scott Coker and everyone at Bellator must have been wanking each other off because that was the ultimate promo and they get no shift for it either because they're like, well, well fucking hell. It's not know, our boy. This loose cannon UFC guy, he, he, you know, he bought a ticket, he was here. Or he climbed the fence, we, 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 we reprimanded him afterwards. We've done all we can do. Because Mohegan's son, can they punish him? Because he... Can they can they commission punish Conan in fact? Because no, but what can he wasn't registered it? to be at that event. What? They can ban him from future yeah, events. Yeah. Not that they fucking would. Yeah, Because yeah. he brought them more eyeballs than anything. It's up to the UFC, I believe. The UFC have got to say publicly have got to do something about Conor McGregor. I tell you what, what could be interesting is that on the second occasion, so he's in the cage, he monkey hugs his mate, and then obviously the stuff kicks off with the ref. But then when he's out of the cage, he's obviously dancing around the bloody crowd. Yeah. And then he tries to get back in. Now this was this was because then. The, the, it started to break. Wait a minute. Did Goddard stop the fight? And that's where he was going. It was a fucking stoppage. It was a stoppage. Well, no. The fight had to be stopped because one, it was the end of the round and two, you jumped in the cage. Mm. The, Mark Goddard never went, it's over. He never did the big, this fight is finished. It's a knockout kind of moment because the end of the round happened and Connor happened. Mm. So that's what Connor was remonstrating for because people at cage side were going, wait a minute, is the fight even over? And that's why he was like, why? It's a fucking stoppage. So he tries to jump back in, yeah. like going over the top of the cage then. And then um, a commissioner goes up to him and says, whoa, and does shove him, right? Rightfully so. Fuck you shouldn't yeah. fucking be in there, mate. No business there. So he yeah. shoves him off the top of the cage and Connor does lose his balance a little bit. And then he comes back and punches the kid in the face. Yeah, so now that's yeah. the moment. That's the moment for me. So all the stuff that's happened is all connected to promotions and how they review what he goes about because nobody's throwing a punch it's all just pushing and shoving and all this type of stuff Yeah, but he's hit a guy in the face Yeah. now if that guy turns around to the police and says that's assault fuck yeah he's and in. if he hasn't why hasn't he because I would absolutely and then think about this right so if Connor's whacked the guy and it's on video I've seen it he's hit him right the guy presses charges against him he has a criminal record what does that do for his fucking visa getting into America to fight? Exactly, yeah. He can't fight. No, he won't, no. The fucking moron. What is he doing? Yeah. He's not thinking straight, is he? He's not thinking straight. And the only suggestion there is if you're not thinking straight, what's he doing? What's he up to? Where's he at in his life, in his social life? What the fuck is he doing? What's he taking? What's he smoking? Because he's behaving like an absolute jackass. And it could ruin his entire career. And listen, from a fan's perspective... Most fans will buzz off it and go, look at this dickhead now. They won't see the bigger picture. But the bigger picture is his entire career. Is I wouldn't say it's under jeopardy because he's Conor McGregor. Unfortunately, Mate, I'll tell you now, it right? comes back to the narrative, but he's Conor McGregor. Yeah, but he this can is get it. away with but shit. But this is it. This is what happened with fucking Mike Tyson. Oh, it's Mike Tyson. He can get away with that shit. No, he can't get away with that shit. And rightfully so, in 92, he was put in fucking prison for what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying Conor's going to go down that route, but if he fucking keeps going like he's going and assaulting dudes in the street, he's going to get himself some fucking time. Yeah. You know, you can't do that. You're not above the law. You're not above these things. I appreciate there's a certain thing that comes with Conor McGregor that we all absolutely love. He is larger than life. He is this character that we all buy into and we can't get enough of and we dream of being and all these types of things. But there's a line. And he went fucking way past it at the weekend, mate. And someone needs to get hold of him, rein him in and go, mate, you need to sort your shit out because this 
If they don't, I'm telling you now, what we saw at the weekend, that is the beginning of the end. This is where it starts to unravel and this is where it all goes to shit. Yeah. Just like it did with Tyson back in the early 90s. Yeah, and it, it happens as well. This is this is exactly how it falls apart. You're right. You know, go back six months. You could do no wrong. He was riding the crest of a wave, coming out of the Mayweather performance or the fight, whatever, or even in the build-up to that. He was He'd become almost untouchable. But now it looks like Conor believes his own shit. He believes he can do anything he wants and behave however he wants. And unfortunately, you just can't do that. That was the most disappointing thing for me. It was like, you know, he's built himself up. He's such a role model. We've talked about this before. Go into any fucking boxing gym in the Western world right now. Not even MMA gym. Go into any boxing gym and go into the junior class, the under-14s, and watch what they're saying in the mirror. No one's shadow boxing saying, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm Floyd Mayweather, or look at me, I'm, you know, Vasily Lomachenko. Every fucking kid is shadow boxing saying I'm Conor McGregor. Every kid. And that's a massive disappointment for me. Maybe that's because I'm a new dad now or whatever. But, you know, what he's got is golden. You know, he, And he's earned it all himself. He's fucking, course, he yes. earns everything he's got, Conor. Nothing happens by luck. He, he's grafted and got where he is. And he's on the threshold now of blowing it. Can he handle that fame is the big you know, thing. Can I, he handle the fame? Can he handle the but fortune? Who, but who reels him in? Who reels him in? His management team can't reel him in because if he leaves them, they're fucked because he's at Paradigm. And Paradigm, he's the biggest star Paradigm management have ever had by a mile. Mm. So he hasn't got a management team like an IMG going, listen, son, fucking hell, we manage the biggest stars on the planet and you're just one of them. Get back in your lane, calm the fuck down, get your shit together. He's got no one to say that. You know, his, his, his family, a loving and, and fantastic family background, his mum and dad and everything else, all super down to earth. But can they reel him in? I don't know. The UFC can't reel him in no more because not only is he talking about fighting in the UFC whenever he likes, he's talking about he'll only fight in the UFC if he co-promotes with the UFC. So he, Dana White can't ring and go, calm the fuck down. He goes, who the fuck are you? I'm co-promoter. This is the problem now with Conor McGregor. He's too big. He's too big. He's too big for his own boots. Mm. Absolutely. And he looks like he's about to implode, you're right. Mm. Uh, on the flip side, a couple of his uh, his former foes uh, have been in the press over the last 24 hours, mainly because uh, Frank Yeager is out of UFC Gutted. 218. Gutted. Absolutely. I, I tell you, I don't know what I'm more gutted about. Frankie being out or that they didn't give it to Cub Swanson. I know, we love Cub, don't we? Oh, mate, I'm telling you. They've gone with Jose Aldo. So Max Holloway will be fighting Jose Aldo. It's the rematch uh, at UFC 218. I'm gutted for Frankie. I hope that... He can get him because he's got a facial injury, hasn't he? So therefore, I hope that he can get that sorted and get himself back in the mix, and we maybe see this at the start of next year. Yeah, and listen, I I, I get why Aldo's name has been in the frame. Obviously, Aldo is the you know the the best featherweight the sport's ever seen. Um, but for me, you you lose the belt convincingly for Max Holloway, convincingly getting you, knocked out in the third round. You don't get a shot next. I, I don't get how you get a shot next. You know, it goes back to last week when we were talking about Joanna. Joanna doesn't get the next shot at Rose Namajunas because she tapped the strikes in the first round. Get to move back down the ladder, work your way back up. And that's why I think Aldo, it's like he lost his last fight. He got knocked out fighting for the title against the same guy. Why are we redoing it? Mm. Why isn't Cub Swanson coming in? You're right, Cubby would have been perfect. Or... You know, I don't know anyone that's on a bit of a run in this featherweight division. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's someone that deserves it. I, just, I don't get the, the point of going over old ground. Okay, so what if Aldo wins a close but split decision? Now you've got Aldo Holloway threes. Fuck all you, you do about to, it now. You have to do three, don't you? Exactly. Mm. So it puts the whole division on on on, on notice. So, I don't know. I just I think it was a poor decision. Um, and you're right. I think Cubby would have been the one. Good fight, good fight that would have been. Cub Swanson, Max Holloway. 
No, we've avoided it. We've done Bispin, being a gangster. We've done Connor's antics. The big story from last week, mate. The big story. DT, the boy that is Darren Till, and Dana White, ESPN Television. We are taking the UFC back to the UK. Forget that we've already announced UFC London on March Mm -hmm. 17th. We're going to get you another date, fans in the UK. And we want your boy Darren Till to be headlining that. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to try and make the Wonder Boy fight. Woo-hoo-hoo! Ask and you shall receive, brethren. Ask and you shall receive. Now, just as a We all lost our shit then. We lost our shit. Because that's a striking masterclass between two absolute of the best of the best. And the thing for Darren is... He's not fighting um, because everybody off the back of the cowboy fight goes, oh, cowboy's getting, he's on the other side of the hill and all that type of stuff. We're talking about a young, hungry guy that's just been in with a world champ. Let's yep. get Wonderboy, Darren Till in there. That's the statement. You do Wonderboy, you are a stone throw away from Tyrone Woodley. That's where we're basically at. That's why we were yep. all getting so giddy last week. Yep. Now, off the back of that, 24, 48 hours later, um, Wonderboy's not done this, but Wonderboy's dad, who obviously looks after him, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Thompson's dad, has uh, been on television saying, um, oh, no, the Darren Till fight, yeah, we've heard it be muted, and listen, the guy's not done anything yet, he needs to go and get himself a resume before he can even start talking about fighting <laughs> our Stephen. Basically, mate, you are Your ass is gone. Your ass is gone. That's what's <laughs> happened. You know that you're going to get iced. That's what's, that's what's gone on there, ain't it? And they're going... Yeah. We don't want none of that shit. What's Dana doing? Yeah. We, Dana, calm down, sunshine. We don't want none of that shit. And then off the flip side of that, Darren uh, is on social media with uh, Gunnar Nelson saying, fancy having a little bit of a throwdown whilst these pussies are fucking about. Gunnar's gone, yeah, all right, I'll have a little bit of a throwdown. Yeah. Let's to do be it. Fair, to be fair, it was Gunny that come first as well. It was Gunny that was like, okay, well, if no one else wants to fight Darren Till, I'll fight him. But just to put some, before we get on to Gunny... <sighs> So what happened was, and I want to explain because we put it on our social like a lot of people and then we had to kind of, not backtrack, but we had to clarify what was said because Dana White did a big in, a big Q&A in California and then it was fed out by the Los Angeles Times that Darren Till versus Wonderboy had been moved to Liverpool on February 24th. And then, That's not what was said though. But then when because it got was, clarified, yeah. that's, that's what they put out. Yeah. So we all pounced on it and went, oh, fuck me, it's coming to Liverpool. And then it was Lance Pugmire, who's a great MMA journalist. He clarified and was like, no, no, sorry. Let me just clarify. They were setting up Wonderboy versus Darren Till for February the 24th in Orlando, Florida. And then in that Q&A, what Dana meant was, we are moving that fight to Darren Till's hometown. Yeah. But not necessarily on the 24th. On that and that card because in Orlando can't. is still going to be there. We're not moving that Orlando yeah. card. Then we're just moving that one fight. Yeah. So that's where the kind of, during the week, it was a bit like, fucking hell, Liverpool getting a show February 24th. Oh my God, Cage Warriors are there. What the fuck are we going to do? Is yeah. Cage Warriors going to be a joint promotion? And all this shit went on. Purely because Dana had said, probably more than he should, like he like he often does. Uh, but that February 24th is still going to be going in Orlando, Florida. They're going to do a fight, clearly, in Liverpool in the first part of next year. Wonderboy isn't going to be the guy. It was Gunny Nelson. He seemed to have come forward and gone, you know what? If you're struggling for a knock, son, I'll give you the knock. And uh, respect to Gunny, like, respect to Gunny for putting that one down there. Completely different type of fighter, obviously. I think the UFC have bought in on Darren Till. I think the UFC know, fuck me, this kid's a superstar on both sides of the Atlantic. Well, he's recently been in the States on holiday, right? Him and his bird just went out there for a bit of a crack in New York and he's turning up on TV shows, on Ariel Hawani's MMA Hour. 
And they ju- obviously they jumps all over him. He's in studio. He's giving them the banter. He's giving them the crack. He's have, like they've got other guests on there, like uh, Perry and Ponzinibbio on the show, and he's giving them shit. And you think to yourself, the superstar is rising, man. Big time. People are jumping all yeah. over it. And fair play, dude. But for me, so the UFC matchmakers want him to fight a striker. They they fancy that. They want to line it up. So they like the Wonderboy the fight. fight for him. Force the fight. They can. If Wonderboy is fucking or his dad's messing about, fuck off. Get in there and let's have the fight. Yep. Because I know this what's is the fight for you. I know what's going to happen. Yep. I know too. what's going to happen because there's only one guy out of the two styles that force fights. Wonderboy, don't get me wrong, he's brilliant, mm-hmm. but he's more um, reaction. He's more a, artistic. Yeah, 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 artistic, reactive type of striker. Fantastic uh, with his feet, especially. Is our boy just? He don't give a Walks fuck. Walks down and knocks you can it whack out, me as, Mate, I'll let you hit me. I'll let you hit me because I'm going to hit you even harder. That's how he works. <laughs> you hit me once, I'll hit you four oh, times. Mate. It, I, they I get, have to force that fight. That's yeah, the they fight. do, yeah. And, and listen, I, I love the fact that, because we're big Gunny Nelson fans, love the fact that Gunny's thought, you know what, this gets me back in the top 10. I need to be back in the mix. I need a big fight. No one wants to fight him. I'll go to, I'll go to Liverpool. I'll take a load over from Iceland and a load over from Ireland. And it makes European UFC sense to have... Two good Europeans at welterweight going at it, but I just think the UFC they want to because ex- we know what Gunny would do. He would he would throw that very poor one-two and he would go for the double leg. He every would try time. and take him down. Yeah, that's what he does. That's he's got the same kind of pattern. That's how he fights. That's why he's struggling at the moment because people read how predictable he is. He's just trying to take people down. Do the UFC want to do a show in Liverpool where there's a a, a chance? that this rising star could be taken down and submitted by a jiu-jitsu black belt? Do they want to take that chance when no. he's such a rising star and Gunny Nelson really now is struggling really to get anything anything big back? No, of course they don't. They want, to, they want to get in Liverpool. They want to bring in another striker and they want to do a fucking kickboxing match at the end. not only that, not only that, they want a striker. Former world cha- title challenger. There you go. They want that ranked title challenger. So, so, so Darren does him, he's up to what, three? Three in the world? In the welterweight division. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Because listen, I think for as much as he's my boy, Tyron Woodley, I don't think he's the champion Dana White wants. Mm. I don't think he wants Tyron Woodley. Let's be honest, who fights negatively to defend the no, belt. No, 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 no. He's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, who quite openly attacks Dana and whatever else. And he's he's one of those champions that is always kind of like, why is he getting more than me kind of attitude. Yeah. Where Darren Till is like, I'll, wait, I'll fight fucking any- fight wherever you want. I will fight anywhere. The money will come. I don't give two fucks. I'm just going to fight and knock people out. That's all. And if Dana wants me to do this guy, I'll do that guy. I think Dana secretly wants to steer Darren Till along the way and put him in with Woodley because he thinks he thinks Darren Till knocks, knocks out Woodley to become the champion. That's and then they've got a, a, a double nation fighter. If you, I've seen Darren Till's social media and stuff and, 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 and text messages he gets and whatever else. And he's as popular in Brazil as he is in the UK. Yeah, he's fucking he's he's transatlantic man. So they win the title here. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a defense in Rio, and his daughters in the crowd and all that man. Fucking yeah, man. The Brazilians are buy into it. The narrative is there, and we love a narrative in this UFC game. We do love a narrative, and we'll keep you up to date with it once uh, Darren stopped partying after his fantastic win against uh, Cowboy. <laughs> keep up to date on his social media because it's hilarious. <laughs> the party continues. He's still going. At speed. He's still going, is the lad. He's enjoying himself. <laughs> keep keep on top of it. Um, I'll tell you something. We say this countless times, and we, we big up those pay-per-view events, and we want you to come and watch them with us, and we want you to be a part of our social media when the big pay-per-view events are on. 
But some of these fight night cards are really living up to expectation. At the weekend, UFC Norfolk, that's in the States, not in uh, East Anglia here in the UK. Did you see the UFC Emea's social media? They cracked it, man. They kept dropping memes of uh, of Alan Partridge. And just, oh, like, I didn't see it. It was class, man. They just kept on dropping UFC Norfolk going down in two hours. <laughs> and it's just like Alan Partridge memes. Well, that's... My point with it was, how good was it? A, a card that kind of went under our radar because we were going all massive on UFC 217 last week and mm-hmm. Bisping and GSP and all that type of stuff. Uh, we didn't really maybe pay too much homage to it on last week's show, but no. we've got to give it some props. Well, we said it was a little bit of a Legends tour, didn't we? Uh, yeah, but they, they all stood up, man. Mate, it was it was absolutely class. Like I, I stayed up for it, and I've got to be honest, I watched uh, Darren Stewart from the UK get subbed in the, first, in the first round, in the first fight, and was like, okay, here we go. And I've got to be honest, by the time we got to Sage Northcutt, man, I was gone. I was I was shooting out those Zs. I was fast to kip. And then I woke up... Um, literally halfway through Clay Guida versus Joe Lau's on fight and I quickly looked at my phone and I thought okay I've missed six back-to-back unanimous decisions there so woohoo thank fuck for that winning and I thought okay here we go but that's when it got going at Guida Guida Lau's on 30 seconds in let's see what these boom 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 and it was just like for those that haven't seen this right go to all you need to watch is the first first minute yeah you just go and watch the first exchange basically Claxon goes yeah. Let's get it on fight. And they just run at each other and just start whacking the shit out of each Boss. other. There's no cagey. No, there's no, I'll just feel this out for a minute. It's just like, you swing, I swing. You swing, I swing. You swing. And it's just like that. All you can see is Guida's hair going all over the yeah. place. It's absolutely tremendous. The carpenter, man. These two guys have been around us sport for so long, both in the you know, perennial contenders in this lightweight division. And they've both flirted with other weight classes, but this is where they belong. And this kind of fight felt like a, you know, a, a last chance to stay relevant, more or less. You know, and you could probably even question that as well these i don't even think these guys are ranked anymore mm. uh, even though they've been around for such a long time but that was like vintage clay guida that's what clay guida's all about do you man. know how vintage he was that is the f- i think that's the first tko victory that he's had since 08 or 09 since wec or whatever <laughs> before he even came into the ufc mad isn't it unreal unreal but then that's what he was all about bouncing around everywhere the hair going everywhere you know the whole uh the whole rhetoric that he's got going on and it was Listen, I'm a massive Joe Lauzon fan. I really like Joe Lauzon as a person and everything else. And so, in one regard, I was devastated to see him crushed like that so so emphatically in, in such a short space of time. But then it was good to see Clay Guida back in there, man. And it was mm. cool that he was like, you know what? This was my last fight on my contract. And he'd lost four or five going in. So, he, you know, he probably wouldn't have got a new contract. This keeps him in the in the promotion. This keeps him in the UFC. And that, even to the fans afterwards, he's like, do you guys want to see me stay in the UFC? Because this is the only show in town. They're like, Guida, Guida. And then he was like, UFC. He was trying to get the UFC chant going, man. He was like, company man all the way. I love me Reebok tracksuit, baby, and all that kind of shit. But, uh, but it was good, man. It was a good fight, I think. Two leg ends, aren't they, a little bit? No, absolutely. And yeah. Matt Brown, who has been... You talk about flirting with retirement. Matt Fuck Brown's been me. flirting with it for years. That elbow, son. Mate. That elbow. It's on our social media. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look. Hellblow. At uh, Fight Disciples on Twitter. The, just the way that he finishes and Ugh. folds his opponent in half is Catches a the leg kick, pushes him against the cage, and measures bang. him up with the left jab, and then just... Quadoosh. Off the back of the head. Oh, my God. Caught him around the side of the temple, the, didn't the it? The power of the elbow hitting Sanchez on the temple mm. was only matched by the power of Sanchez's forehead button the canvas when yeah. he went down. He it's like a double hit. him in half. Oh, my Lord. He just put him to kip. And 
you know, Diego Sanchez, man, that, that fucker's going to be eating his roast dinner through his store for the rest of his life anyway. So God only knows what position he's going to be in now. I'd hate to see a scan of Diego Sanchez's brain. Gee, it must just be like fucking mushy peas up there. What now for uh, Matt Brown? Because he's been talking about retirement. Do you go out on that? I think you go out on Mate, that, I, you? That would be an amazing way to go out. An amazing way. But unfortunately... It's Matt Brown. It's Matt Brown. <laughs> and and going into this fight, he was like, you know what? I feel amazing. This is the best I've ever felt in camp. Yes, Matt, because your body thinks it's finishing now. Your bo- you've... Whether you, I, I'm all for it. I, I believe this, you know. He's gone into that fight in his brain going, this is my last ever fight. I'm going to enjoy the camp. I'm going to enjoy the whole experience. I'm going to really make sure to soak it in because I'm never fighting again. And I think your body reacts to that, that positivity, that, that, that energy that you put about yourself going, man, this is the last time we're going to do it. Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy the whole experience of it. His body has, has absorbed that information. And that's why I think his camp went amazing. The fight went perfectly. There's no pressure on him. So to now come out and go, actually, I've never felt as good as that, so I may well continue. No, mate, you don't get it. The reason you felt that good is because it was the last one. But, man, good. It was a cracking He'll be back. Out. He'll be back. Yeah, man. What did, what, did, what did you make of Junior Albini's nappy? It was scary shit, man. Orlovsky, the guy who fought Orlovsky. He, instead of having... Like uh, those Valley Tudo tight shorts yeah. on, like Fedor style. He had normal shorts on, but he kind of took them up inside the the leg up the top. So they had this weird, and they were white. They just looked like a nappy. Plus his legs are like fucking tree trunks. And I was just like, man, that that's the ugliest thing I've ever seen inside the Octagon. And I know for a fact Dana White would have been like, get this fucking guy out of there. Olavsko obviously won on points. That was probably the worst part of the of the main car. Mm. But did you see Asan Sao's knockout of Fantastic. Lopez as well? Fantastic, Wee, man. son. Put him right back in the frame yeah, for does. potential card. I'd love to see him fight Cody Garbrandt now in a, in a final eliminator while TJ goes and take care of... Uh, takes care of... Uh, Mighty the, Mouse. Mighty Mouse, yeah. Mm. I think that's a great fight to make. Uh, the main event was obviously Poirier Pettis. Fantastic scrap. What a, what a shame it ended it the way it did. It was a great scrap. On the quite obvious an injury to the ribs, yeah. But what a shame that it ended that way because it could have it could have just carried on and carried on because it was absolutely tremendous, so captivating. It really was, you know. And uh, as you say, there was two more rounds to go after that round as well. But uh, you know, Pettis is no shit, no coward man. He's not a guy that oh, taps no, out was, for anything. It was like proper that. hurt. You can you, tell. You know, he he would have been in a bad situation. Then listen. Poirier does the one thing we tell all fighters to do. He gets on the mic and he calls his next fight. He said, okay, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, they're going to fight in the tough finale. I want the winner. Like, fucking cool, man. I'll pay. I want to see that too. I think that's a great fight. And I think you fighting the winner is a great fight too. So, respect. (laughs) Respect. Look at that. Done. Uh, We move on to Australia this weekend because Vadoom's back in action. After, uh, well, last time out, we were a bit disappointed. There were changes of opponents, and Vadum just went in there and absolutely ragged all these mate. Uh, after about 30 seconds, got him out of there. That's why we're seeing Vadum back on uh, very, very quickly against Tybura. Um, this is, a well, it's the main event in Sydney. Um, I kind of like the momentum that Vadum is building at this moment in time, and I think if he does another one here, we could be starting to... Another submission, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We could be starting to talk... For Doom Stipe. Old school. What do you reckon, man? Let's get him in there. Because he has gone old school. He's, he's thought to himself, listen, I'm a fucking badass when it gets to Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu. Let's get him on the deck, chalk these motherfuckers out and get him out of well, there. Why do I need to hit I, him? I think it's since the Overeem fight, isn't it? I think because he lost on points to Overeem in that shootout to get back at Stipe. I think he's thought, you know what? 
why am I now trying to be? And he is a, he, he's developed his kickboxing game tremendously. Um, yeah, but why you can't go up against a, a kickboxer in over? But he fought over him on his own game. It's like you know he's come out of it and gone. You know what? Fuck it, man. I think just take these guys down and especially them. especially when your submission game is unbelievable. He's the best at this in the heavyweight division. Exactly. So uh, obviously we've seen that last time out against Walt Harris, albeit because Walt Harris came in at late notice and he literally went, well, fuck this, I'm just going to get the guy out of there. And I think we might see the same this weekend in Tybora. I, I don't see the point in going toe-to-toe with him. Get in close, take him down, submit him. Um, I've got to be honest, I'm kind of still disappointed it's not Mark Hunt with mm. it being Sydney. You know, this is, this is the Mark Hunt show, isn't it, really? But... Uh, and listen, the fight I'm really looking out for is Jake Matthews. Do you remember Jake Matthews? And I was building him up on the show. And then Jake Matthews fought in a crossroads fight. Well, it was like a, a big fight against Kevin Lee. Yeah. And, and then I, because that after that fight, I said, this guy, Australian guy, is fucking super talented. But Jake, Kevin Lee's amazing as well. And he's going, and you know, one of these guys is fast tracking. And since then, Kevin Lee beat, beat Jake Matthews. And then when, now he's just gone on an absolute tear and he's leading contender for the belt. Okay. Yeah. So come back to Jake Matthews. He loses his next fight after that. So he's now lost two. This is a guy that was undefeated heading into the Kevin Lee situation or best part of. And this weekend he fights uh, Bojan Velekovic. Now Bojan is the guy that Darren Till fought. Yeah. In Rotterdam in Netherlands. And yeah. when Darren was on the show, he said Bojan fights at a really high tempo. His ground game's really good. I knew it was going to be a tough fight. It very was a durable as well. Very durable. So it's a massive test for a uh, massive test for for Jake Matthews. But I maintain that Jake Matthews is a real talent. But if he loses this one, he's fucked <laughs> because it'll be three on the spin. And good luck bouncing back for that. I think he needs a big performance this weekend back in Australia. I'm expecting a big performance, and then I'm expecting big things from him in 2018. I haven't seen uh, how this is being covered in the UK because when there's fights in Australia, we normally get and we are Cheerios in the early hours Saturday of Saturday morning. Is well, it? It's Sunday, Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. So we could be getting this. We are Cheerios. Hopefully, BT are, are showing this. I know that the footy's back on this weekend, so there might be a little bit of a clash yeah. uh, somewhere, and it might be one of those where we where they show it on Sunday night, which would be a shame, man. But if you're a Fight Pass member, there you go. Sunday morning in the UK. Yeah, I think it might be Sunday morning, yeah. It's always tough to work out, isn't it, when it quite when it's going to be. If it's Wait a minute, no, if it's Sunday, it'd have to be Sunday night for it to be Sunday morning here, wouldn't it? We're 12 hours behind Australia. So it'd have to be Sunday night. So if this is Saturday night, I think it's going to be Saturday morning. Ah, yeah, you could be right. Do you know what I mean? We're 12 hours behind Australia. But so, I th- no, I think this. I think this card is on a Sunday. Yeah, it's the nineteenth, isn't it? It's the nineteenth. It's this Sunday, so it's this on the Sunday. No, no, night. no. It's down. Listen, according to the UFC website, it's on the eighteenth of November. All right, then there you go. Then so it could be Saturday, Saturday morning. morning with your Cheerios class. <laughs> so, uh, listen, I love that. That's a great way to start. So if you're week. a Fight Pass member, you'll definitely get to see it Saturday morning. Saturday morning. I don't know. If, I don't it. know if BT will put it on because the footy will be back, so you might get to see that Saturday night maybe on BT Sport. I haven't maybe, seen the actual yeah. uh, full thing. We'll on. bang it on our social once yeah, we, we find out. Uh, so do keep on, on it. Uh, speaking of uh, websites that I want you to go and visit, go and have a little bit of a nosy at Luke1977.com. They're our clothing partner. FDLR15 is our uh, code that I want you to use if you uh, decide to purchase anything because you'll get 15% off something for you there as you're uh, building up towards Christmas all right luke1977.com the ship internationally as well fd lr15 um make sure you come and join us next week because there's a ufc card every single weekend now building up towards christmas and obviously next week uh it's a bit like deja vu because we're going to be speaking about bispin again that's what we're going to be doing building up towards uh, michael bispin uh, kelvin gastelum 
at UFC China, UFC Shanghai, which is yeah. a week Saturday. Absolutely batshit crazy scenes as to how he's found himself back in this fight, but we're going to be previewing it and getting stuck into it on next week's show. So make sure you subscribe. Fightdisciples.com is the website. Go there and get stuck in. You can get us on all our social medias at Disciples. Don't forget, I think we're going to get a massive announcement this week from the UFC as well. Massive announcement because UFC 219 goes down on New Year's Eve Eve. There's no more yet to have a main main headliner. That's what it's desperately missing a main headliner. There was a lot of talk that was going to be Connor. Judging by his performance at the weekend, I can't see it being Connor now. Who the fuck they're going to get in there, I don't know. Maybe they're going to. Well, I don't even know. Is is Cormier's fight been confirmed yet with Usta? Maybe. Stays in yeah, is that going to be moved over? I don't know. But listen, the, the, expect the big news this week, later this week, about 219 on December the 30th. There you go. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.